0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Let's welcome Scott Fowler of the Charlotte Observer and charlotteobserver.com. He's host of the Sports Legends of the Carolinas podcast, also the Carruth podcast too. You can follow him on Twitter at Scott underscore Fowler. Scott, we appreciate the time. I promise we will not waste your scheduled 14 minutes on today's show. We are not going to waste that whatsoever. Let's get right to it. You wrote a column yesterday. You said David Tepper will soon hire his seventh head coach, probably in January. He only bought the Panthers in 2018. Tepper fires almost everybody at some point, but he hasn't fired the one person most responsible for his long run of chaos himself. That was the column that dropped yesterday. David Tepper held his press conference today after after the firing of Frank Reich, and you attended, but you were not called on to ask a question. That does not happen for people that don't know. I'm very. You said this in response. On Twitter, you said, I'm very unhappy with the Panthers for getting frozen out of asking a question at the David Tepper press conference. Sat in the front row, raised hand high, wasn't called on, protested to no avail, Felt like it was purposeful. This is the question, Scott. Have you ever felt intentionally frozen out at a press conference before this one? Uh,
1: No, this might have been a first. I, I have to say I've been at almost every Key Panthers press conference in 29 years. And those first 29 years, I think I asked the question every time I wanted to at some point. I mean, you can't ask 10 questions, but you should get one if you're, I mean sports columnist at the local newspaper that generally is you know part of it i mean i think that's. i felt it was uh, purposeful yeah that they uh, i had written what you you read a little excerpt up there and they did not want to deal with me or my questions today
0: yeah how unprofessional did it feel and do you feel that david tepper is acting unprofessional compared to other people's press conferences that you've attended in the past
1: well i don't know about that i i I don't know that, you know, I really don't know where this stemmed from or whatever. There were only eight questions asked. I went back and counted. <laughs> uh, so it wasn't like he, you know, got into 50 different questions. And I don't want to, you know, sound like I'm really being petulant about this. He did answer some, he did give some answers today that I, I'm sure we'll get into a little bit that were interesting. But, but yeah, I do wish I, you know, I, I mean, I, don't want to toot my own horn, but I was the one journalist here that spoke with Frank Reich uh, yesterday. He chose me to do that interview when he wanted to get some points across. I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty normally there at Panther stuff. And I, every other Tepper press conference, I've been able to ask a question. So it is what it is. As John Fox used to say,
2: Scott Fowler joins us on the body works plus guest hotline. You can follow him on X at Scott underscore Fowler and Scott I would ask for Carolina Panthers fans, what, if anything, should they have taken from this press conference?
1: <laughs> I thought the most notable thing uh, David Tepper said was that he does have patience and that uh, his quote was, my reputation away from his this game is one of extreme patience, which was a surprising thing for me to hear, and maybe that is his – Business reputation. I can't say I know his business reputation, but he certainly has seemed impatient here. This is the third head coach he's fired, NFL head coach he's fired during the season. That's pretty rare, and he's only been doing this for six years. So I thought, you know, one thing I think you should take from it, it was really short. It was only 14 minutes long. I thought that there weren't a lot of specifics to it. Uh, he did. Say a few things, and, and I thought he puts to rest a little bit the whole Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud controversy and whether he was the one who tipped the scale there. He said that that, was, that room was unanimous, uh, wanting to pick Bryce Young uh, for better or for worse in April. So I, I thought, you know, there were some few newsworthy elements to this press conference. Look, no press conference is ever going to be easy the day after you fire somebody. That's It's never going to be not tense in there. But I do wish it had been handled uh, a little better.
2: And so, too, when you look at this press conference and us getting to know Tepper's personality more, what is it maybe about him and his judgment that you feel like he's made the mistakes with the coaching hires that he has thus far or the coaches he didn't hire, like Steve Wilkes?
1: Well, yeah, I, exactly, uh, Wes. And I. I wrote back, you know, ten months ago and as as did other people say this, uh, y'all may have said it too, uh, that Steve Wilkes should get that job. I thought Frank Reich was fine as a as a second choice, but I campaigned for Wilkes unsuccessfully, obviously. But I thought he that what he did last year was uh, not quite miraculous, but it was really, really good. To go six and six with that level of talent and that quarterback carousel they had, that was so I think he's He's just made the wrong hires. I'll say this for Tepper, he is not cheap. The man will spend money left and right. He's got an open checkbook, and he will he will spend to the very nitty gritty of the salary cap. He's just picking the wrong people, uh, both as you know as coaches and I, I, maybe as GMs too. I, you know that's that's another question that he did not answer today. Whether Scott Fitterer, the GM, will continue to keep his job next year or not, but. Uh, I just think he's it's it's been he's just been too involved in the football part of of the Panthers, and he should stay more on the business side, sign the checks. See how that works for
0: a year. Scott Fowler of the Charlotte Observer, charlotteobserver.com, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. And Scott, look, I get it, man. Like, you are a journalist with the utmost integrity. You are very professional, so allow us to discuss what it really is here. You know, this is a guy in David Tepper that is very online. Like, we, we know about his interaction with you at the last press conference. Like, he reads your column, and yet here you go and write a very strongly worded column, and the headline is... It's himself that is the biggest problem with this franchise. I want to know what goes on in your mind as you're writing that column, knowing David Tepper, having told you himself in the public eye that, yeah, he's going to be reading it. If it's anything like what's happened in the past.
1: Well, uh, you know, I, I think about that with not just with David Tepper, but with everyone I ever write a story about, I assume they're going to read it. And I just try to be fair. Um, I don't try to criticize, on, you know, weird things like personal appearance or something, or try not to take pot shots. I try to be fair and, and say sort of like Maya Angelou said, you know, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them the first time or however that quote goes, I, I just go on more on actions. And so now we've got a real body of work with David Tepper this is the sixth season. Uh, you know, it's not a coincidence anymore. I mean, they're 30 and 63, six straight losing seasons. I mean, that is a lot. And they're gone through this. Will be their seventh head coach, uh, if you count interims. Uh, you know, once they hire a new one in January. So, that's what uh, to me is the that's the unprofessional part of it. It's just not being run very well. I don't think that's the. That's the problem. With Dave Tepper, personally, I find my dealings with him almost always very engaging. I think he's very charismatic. I enjoy being around him. I just don't think they've done a good job over there in uh, in running the football team.
0: Scott, what was the question you would have gone with had you been given the time to ask it?
1: Well, it's funny that you say that because I'm writing a column sort of about this, which will be on charlotteobserver.com shortly. And please, uh, let me give a quick commercial charlotteobserver.com has a ton of stuff about this press conference on it already and I, my column will be posted soon but I was just going to ask something that was not that unusual and I was just going to be, uh, you know, I wonder how much blame you take for what's gone wrong here since you bought the team, you fired three NFL head coaches in midseason. you're on your third interim head coach do you ever look in a mirror and say, is it me? That was what I was going to
2: ask, but it didn't get asked. Scott, I was going to ask, too, now with the narrative that's going around with the Panthers and Tepper, is this going to be kind of a situation? We know Jerry Jones in the past, he did hire Jimmy Johnson, but they weren't able to uh, mesh long-term because of Jerry's strong personality and kind of the same thing with Parcells. Is this going to turn into a deal where Tepper's going to only hire someone that can – uh, get along with him and won't hire a great coach because the personality may be too much for him to handle. He's not going to take all of the meddling and things of that nature.
1: I don't know. That's a good question. You know, somebody I was talking to somebody who's a, I would say a Panthers insider, uh, who's who's been, uh, you know, in the org, you know, somebody who knows the team, and they they said uh, if Tepper would hire somebody like Bill Belichick, if that came open, if he got fired in New England. But that, that might be the best thing for him to have somebody like that who's absolutely not going to take it and just going to say, "Look, we're doing it my way. If I'm coming, that's just the way it is, uh, and no meddling whatsoever." So I don't know where he's going to go with this next one. I mean, uh, the guy in Detroit, uh, Ben Johnson, is exciting, and I think that'd be a that'd be a great place to at least start a search. But I don't know if they're going to get a young guy like that. I mean, who's probably got other opportunities because the, the track record here is not good unless you want to get paid for not working, in which case it's <laughs> really And wouldn't we all like that? I mean, that's, that's – Frank Reich, uh, you know, we spoke yesterday and uh, a yeah, long conversation and he is going to get paid uh, for the next four years. Now, he'd obviously rather be working here during those times, but that contract was fully guaranteed and he coached 11 games.
2: And so, Scott, too. How much of a say do you think Bryce Young's going to have in hiring the next coach?
1: No, very little. I don't think that's really going to be a part of it. I I just think he's too young now. If you're uh, if you're Aaron Rodgers or if you're uh, one of these really established quarterbacks, I mean Brady back when he was, you know, if they if they had ever replaced Belichick, I think absolutely that would be part of it. But I think Bryce. First of all, I think he likes to stay in his lane. He might be—I don't know. You know, they may keep him up to speed just to be nice because he's—you know—he's so important. But Bryce Young can get along with anyone. He is going to get along with whoever that coach is, and that coach will love Bryce Young because he's—he's he's about as nice a guy in an NFL locker room as you're ever going to see, and he tries super hard. Now, will he get more out of Bryce Young? Let's hope so, because. We're all tired of 30 and
0: 63. Scott Fowler, longtime Charlotte Observer columnist here in the Queen City, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Check him out, his work on charlotteobserver.com, and you can find quite a bit of work there. Not only do you have a column on David Tepper and his tenure so far, but there also is that one-on-one interview with Frank Reich. Scott, I wanted to ask you about that. What was your number one takeaway from your interview with the now-fired Panthers head coach?
1: how gracious he was and how he took the high road on a, in a way that I'm not sure I could have done. And I'm not sure many people could have done, uh, Frank. I mean, well, I spoke with him. This was only a few hours after he'd gotten the word. I mean, this, he had really had little time to process it. And, um, the way that he put it, uh, you know, that this is that, The NFL is a meritocracy, and while he enjoyed his interactions with David Tepper and he had no hard feelings, he also understood that there's not unconditional love between an owner and a coach. You you have to have conditions on it. You have to win. He understood he hadn't won enough. He wished he had had more time, of course. Uh, Anyone would when you only have 11 games. It sounded in that way, much like when I spoke with Matt Rule last year after he got fired, but he had two and a quarter years. You know, he coached 38 games here. Frank coached 11, so that's a that's a massive difference, really, in in how long. But all that said, major takeaway in that story is on CharlotteObserver.com. I don't think he's spoken anywhere else still. Um, I just thought he was he was very gracious. He was very Frank Reich, which is that's the same way he was when he was here in 1995, and I think that's partly why we you know he chose me for this interview was because i did cover him all my gray hair finally paid off i covered him back in 1995 too. i did say a long time quarterback
0: yeah (laughs) i did say a long time that was not an age joke though it was just you you've been here a a long time kind way to say it no it's okay it's okay scott we appreciate i did want to ask you this too just in your time talking with him did you get the sense that frank reich felt this was his last go around as an nfl head coach
1: yes Uh, Yes, and that's in the story. And he he did say probably, he did not say definitively, but he said, I think the quote was, this is probably the last segment of my journey in the NFL after 30-plus years as a player and a coach. And he's like, he's going to turn 62 next week. He's got grandchildren. I mean, you know, he certainly is not, he's healthy. He's, He's wealthy. He's got a lot of, life to live and I'm not sure he wants to go you know he could he could become an offensive coordinator again probably in the NFL next year but I don't know that he wants to to start over again it sounded to me and of course things change but it sounded to me like we we've seen the last of Frank Reich on an NFL sideline
2: and then Scott the last thing I'll ask you too is if you could you know kind of build the trades for a head coach here that would be needed to try to turn this thing around what what would you be looking for
1: well i think you know you you're gonna try to get it's it's got to be offensive oriented right i mean the last couple of years defensively has been okay and they've got if they can keep brian burns around which i would certainly advocate They're going to have a head start on next year's defense being pretty good. So I think it's got to be an inventive head coach. I don't care what their age is, young or old, but I think they need to be offensively uh, empowered to do whatever they want to there. I think they have to be someone with a real backbone who can stand up to a GM or an owner or your offensive coordinator and say, even if it is their first head coaching job, which quite likely it will be in the NFL, and say, look, we're doing it my way. This is the way we're this is this is how it's gonna be and we're gonna get Bryce to do this and that. I continue to think Bryce is gonna be okay if you can just get skilled players around him. So the biggest thing is gonna be that building that that skill position roster.
0: All right, speaking of silver ha- uh, hair, Scott, uh, I wanted to go to Bob McKillop because you have a book signing on Saturday with Bob McKillop, also Judy Rose, before you can, um, you know, really, yeah, I know you can give some information on that. Where can people go to find more information on your book signing and what can people expect?
1: Well, thanks. Uh, yeah, we do. This is at Park Road Books, one of the really great uh, venues in Charlotte, Park Road Books, is an independent bookstore in Park Road Shopping Center. And uh, Judy and Bob McKillop are nice enough to join me. Uh, we are launching the Sports Legends of the Carolinas book, which, and we'll be there 12 to 1.30, 12 noon to 1.30 this Saturday, December 2nd, um, with the Sports Legends of the Carolinas book. But if you can't come out, just go to sportslegendsbook.com, and you can uh, buy it there. It is a perfect holiday gift for the sports fan in your family.
0: All right, I'll be there. I'm going to try to be there. It's right down the road. And so it'll be a lot. It'll be really cool. That's Scott Fowler, Charlotte Observer, charlotteobserver.com, host of the Sports Legends of the Carolina podcast, Carruth podcast as well you can follow him on twitter at scott underscore fowler and by the way go check out that frank reich interview the column on david tepper lots of good stuff in there that we did not get to here despite this lasting longer than david tepper's press conference earlier today scott we appreciate it man thank you so much for the time
1: thanks scott always a pleasure thank y'all so much